BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One, two, three, Welcome to Ticket Weeknights. Okay, here's the deal with Nicole. Live. From Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. She's just going to tell it like it is. Nicole is, uh, she's very wise. Sometimes you're not going to like it. Here is your host, Nicole Griffin. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Hope you guys all answered good. All of you listening, guys and gals. Um, good show so far. <laughs> I am joined with Nick and Harrison. Um, or I'm, I'm kind of thrown off a little bit. I didn't get here late. I never know what a good time is to get here. What are you shaking over there? Uh, propel and water. Propel? Propel. Who drinks Propel? Zero calories. There's a lot. Of, there's zero calories in a lot of stuff. Why are you? Stop shaking it. I got I to gotta shake it for the, I'll show the people. Because the I just put you didn't see me put the packet I, in. I did, but I didn't ask because I'm yeah. used to Nathan and his sh- drinks. Oh, I I don't think this is a Nathan drink. I would hope not. I just have a box of the Great Propel Propel packets back there that we because uh, you don't like water flavor. You don't I just, like. I just like different things other than water. I drink water nonstop all day from nine thirty when I get here till now. So I just like a little something different. Well, yeah, because that cup is ten ounces. Sixteen. That's a tiny cup. It's actually not as small as you'd think it would be. Um, it's 16 mm. ounces. It's a water bottle. That's tiny. And, and normally, so it's a little wider because normally there's a thing that goes on the bottom of it that like I put my pre-workout in. Mm. Or you could put Propel in. You could put Crystal Light, multi-purpose. You can put your protein powder in there. I just am annoyed by you shaking it. Please well, stop. I'm just... It's annoying. Stop! If you can't, okay. So I need to. I need it to dissolve so I can drink it. It's dissolved. You've done it like eight, it's it, one of those like shake weights that you've it, done like eight hundred times. If it doesn't taste good, Nicole, okay. you know who I'm blaming. So it doesn't taste good because it's Propel grape artificial flavoring. What's, what's in wrong with water. Propel? I don't know. I think it's weird. 
I feel like, anyways, we're not going to knock the brand. I do need to give credit where credit is due. Nick no. came in clutch today. What are you laughing about? I'm complimenting you. I appreciate that. Nick got me Chick-fil-A. So I'm snacking on some mm. crispy nuggets with sweet and spicy sriracha sauce. Mm-hmm. And um, he literally got me four of them. Four sauces I have for to be, eight I ha- nuggets. I have to be honest. Well, 12 nuggets. I have to be honest. There's 12? There was. You got me. Oh, that's so nice. Well, I, 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 never, I didn't know how many to get. What are the sizes? Eight and 12? It's four, eight, 12, Here's or 30. Your, here. <laughs> and so I thought, I, I was there a moment that I thought, you know what? 30, that'd be kind of funny. 30? It would be a fun prank. But then me and Harrison would probably be eating 25 of them. I, I was like, my I luck. I can eat more than well, five nuggets. Well, my luck, I was like, she because you texted me and you were like, just a snack, not the meal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so maybe she's not like super hungry. So I was like, you know what? If me and Harrison have to, so we'll just do one thirty. One yeah, one thirty. And if me and Harrison have to eat twenty of them, that's what it is. I asked so. Harrison if he wanted some, and he said he's full from spaghetti. So how was spaghetti? Fantastic! Shout out Mallory. Mallory, one of the best cooks out there. Do you guys put ground beef in your spaghetti? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, what do you what do you use instead? Regular, no meat, just the sauce. Interesting. No, is that what you do? No, no, I put ground beef in there. Yeah, I put ground. Beef I, in there. I've just met people that don't put ground beef in their spaghetti. It's just sauce. It's just the red sauce marinara. Is it marinara? Mm-hmm. Just the red like sauce Prego and noodles. Sauce? Yeah, mm-hmm. Prego. That's not really spaghetti. And That's exactly. Like... It's not. It doesn't have. It doesn't have any substance. All it is is carbs and sauce. Yeah, that just sounds like a like a. Drunk it's runny. Fix. Also, it's runny. Yeah. So just not not work. Yeah, I make my spaghetti sauce from scratch. Really? So I will like get a tomato sauce and a tomato paste and get all the seasonings and. Mm-hmm. CJ says Italian sausage. Have you guys ever done that? Mm, I have. Not as it, frequently. It sounds, it sounds interesting. Like I'm, I'm interested in it. Yeah. So. Okay, great show. 402-464-5685. I had to give Nick a shout out because he got me Chick-fil-A. And then I said, why are you sucking up? And then he went down this whole <laughs> rabbit hole about the problems with society is that men can't be nice to women anymore. Well, no, it's not even just men can't be nice to women. It's the whole, like, I was sitting in the Chick-fil-A drive through <laughs> Three cars were in front of me, and I'm like, you know what? It's 5.44 p.m., I might as well text Nicole and be like, "Yo, do you want something?" Because we and have, I, I don't have my have, sound on my phone ever, which so yeah, so it's a good thing that I look. We have gone to like Chick Fil A when you've gotten here earlier, when you got here like five fifteen or whatever. To tell people that we go to Chick Fil A together. We went once. Like it's not much to tell about. <laughs> anyway, um, emergency Chick Fil A. It's right it, across. It the was. It was. And so I was like, you know what? I don't want to be when she when you walk in. I don't want to be eating a Chick-fil-A sandwich and you make a comment like, where's mine? Or you didn't even think to offer me? I would not say that. You would say it in a sarcastic tone. And you you wouldn't mean it, but you would say it. And then I'd feel bad because I feel guilty about a lot of stuff. So then I was like, you know what? Let's just... The worst thing you can say is no. And you said, yeah, I'll take some nugs. Well, first you said mugs. And then I you meant said nugs. nugs. So, we're good. Okay, now I can Sweet go- and spicy sriracha. Sweet and spicy sriracha. I almost didn't get it ordered. Because so I just plain asked, nuggets? no, yeah, it was I, and then she's like, "Do you want Chick Fil A sauce?" And I'm like, "Yes, please." And then I saw the next text that said the, when you were going the spicy the sriracha, yeah, and I had asked for it at the window. Well, yeah, you have some time. So, yeah, I got. Lucky. And then he got me four of them for eight nuggets, twelve, 12. nuggets. Sorry, so three sauce per or three nuggets per sauce. Seems a little, a little. I'll probably eat. I literally will open one. Mm. You're not a dunker. You're just a dipper. dipper. 
<laughs> I'm a dipper, not a dunker. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, great show. So May 23rd is when we're recording this, is when we're live on this. So if you're tuning in, because, you know, we clip and make podcasts, you can download. And so then we're shooting, we're recording this on May 23rd, Monday. Good show so far. Good show coming up. Um, we're going to recap the weekend. The bat and ball sports are done. Yeah. At Nebraska. Sad face. So we're going to talk Nebraska softball on the upside. And then we're going to talk Nebraska baseball with Evan O'Bland of the Omaha World Herald. I call him Evan O'Bland because <laughs> he was on a podcast one time with Hetty and McEwen. Mm. And they were previewing the Ireland trip. And they're like, oh, Sam McEwen and Christopher Hetty. Like like Irish names. Yes. And then Evan's like, Evan O'Bland. O'Bland. <laughs> I don't even That's know funny. if he remembers saying that. But I... I I I think I have a weird sense of humor because mm-hmm. sometimes think people will, like think something's funny and I I don't laugh and then just randomly he said that and I just like died. You started laughing. I laughed. So things I don't know things hit me differently. So we'll talk to Evan O'Bland, Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald coming up uh, six twenty five six thirty. I told him six thirty ish. We're gonna six forty five. Bring in our NBA expert Harrison Arns. <laughs> I am. I am less than I'm, I'm not very excited about this NBA playoffs. So I'm not I'm not a mm-hmm. I hate NBA. I'm not a I'm not in that crowd. Neither I just I. I don't particularly enjoy the teams that are playing. Who's your team? I know this. Don't the tell Bulls. me. Yes, I know that. Sorry, I didn't mean to spill it. I literally I said don't say. I know, but I just spilled it because it's my team too. He says the guy who's never been to a Cubs game. That's a Cubs fan. I was about to change that the first week of July, and then. You know, stuff gets in the way. So you're not going anymore. No, we were going to go to the Red Sox Cubs series, and then just you know, it is what it is. What well, hap- what you're happened? an Orioles fan now too, right? I am an Orioles fan now. <laughs> what? Adley Rutschman. Oh, the catcher. Yes, that took it all in. Looked yeah. around. Did you gotta admit that's pretty cool though? I don't like how everyone's saying this is so cool. Okay, it's that's a good al- point. It's already cool. Yeah, I agree. Like, you don't need to shove it down our throats. Yeah, like, like you're in the majors. Yeah, no, I, I I just am a big fan of Adley Rutschman ever since I watched him play that at TikTok State. two days ago. <laughs> the TikTok. Oh no 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 no. No, the or I watched him play at Oregon State um, in the College World Series a couple years ago. Oh, cool. And at the time, there is a Lincoln in, Salt Dog who is from Oregon State. Really? I interviewed him last there's, year. There's there's an Arkansas raise a former Arkansas Razorback that played Nebraska in the regional, Matt Goodhart, <laughs> who plays for the Salt Dogs this year. There are all these Lincoln Salt Dogs So, takes. seriously, it's kind of interesting because Matt Goodhart, um, I, I had Michael on the show. Yeah, you after, took, after, took, after, took my guest. After we met, you introduced us at Tipsy Tina's. And, and then you took my guest. He can come on your show. I had him on the show. No, anyway. I've tried to get him on my show and he... he um, What's getting, he said? I'm getting rejected by the Lincoln <laughs> oh, Salt Dogs. No, oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, thanks, Nick. <laughs> Nothing no. is more demoralizing <laughs> than being rejected by the Lincoln Salt Dogs for a Man. media interview. No, so we had him on, and I asked him about Matt Goodhart, and he said he's the most interesting player on this team this year. So um, Why? What does that mean? Well, Justin a, Bird was, gets no love, well, the model obviously. actor? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. He's a part-time um, model actor. That's That's cool. Uh, no, but Matt Goodhart. I know my guests and played, my teams. <laughs> sorry, Matt Goodhart played in all but one. Started all but one game last year for Arkansas. 
obviously played Nebraska in the regional, was all SEC first team and ended up getting undrafted with the Phillies because the the draft is a smaller version of it of its old self, right? So Correct. So he got he got signed as an undrafted free agent with the Phillies, spent like thirteen games with the Phillies, got cut, signed with the Salt Dogs. What's his name? Matt Goodhart. Oh there he is. Yeah. Six two one eighty five uh infielder. Yeah, first baseman. Oh. But it, it's super. He cool. was on Arkansas he was, last he, year. He was on. He played for Arkansas last year. Played Nebraska in the Fayetteville Regional. He does not look young. I haven't even ever. I don't think I've seen a picture. He I just looks, saw his picture of his Arkansas. He looks old. Because I looked him up on. Not in a bad way. Just like the college kids now look very young. It's throwing me off. Oh really? Yeah. This is him. Arkansas. Woo pig suey. Woo pigs. So, um, yeah, unfortunately. But so it's a lot of cool NCAA Fayetteville Regional All-Tournament team. <laughs> Played in all 55 games with 54 starts as a senior last year. Wow. Really cool stuff. So, a little bit of Nebraska. I did not know that somebody from Oregon State played for the Salt Dogs, though. It must have been last year because I don't see him on the list anymore because I... His name was Josh. Yeah, he's not on there. He was a catcher. Oh, I just know the only catcher that I know off the Salt Dogs this year is uh, Skylar Weber. Salt Dogs catcher, Oregon State, 10-11. This is how I find my stories. (laughs) Zach Taylor. Oh, wow. Not the quarterback, not the coach. Z-A-K. Okay. Look there, yep. There's the story. There you are. So his name was not Josh; it was Zach. Wow. Oh yeah, there it is. I just saw the ten eleven story on winning the twenty eighteen CWS with Oregon State. There's me. Okay, wow. We are going <laughs> down a long rabbit hole. So, yes. um, Harrison, were you going to say something while Nick rudely cut you off? Uh, I can't remember, but Rico did chime in. He says, "Nick sucks." Hello, friend Nicole. <laughs> Did I cut you off? I don't think you yeah, did. Yeah, something about I, the, I, I so. said something about the NBA, and then you said Bulls, and then I said let Harrison, and then you kept going on a rant no, about the no, Cubs. No, 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 no. And then you said, you said, hi, Rico. You said Harrison, what's your favorite team? And you're like, don't tell me. But then it was too late. I already said Bulls, and yeah. then I said because it's my team, and he goes, yeah. And then you cut him off and said, oh. yeah, a Cubs fan that hasn't even been to or a Cubs game. Then we got into this whole thing. Interesting. I don't remember it happening that way. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we archived this. No, I'm kidding. We can pull it up at the 7 o'clock hour. I'm totally joking. No, we have really m- important stuff to talk about. Sorry, yes. I'm eating nuggets. Evan O'Bland. No, that's the next 630. segment. 6.30. 6.30. You dumb. <laughs> okay. 6.45 NBA playoffs with Harrison Arns featuring the Harrison Arns show. And then coming up at 7 o'clock on my rundown, I say Nebraska football got a mitt. With no notes under it. That's so, all right. Nick, I'm going to need you to carry that one. Gotcha. Um, I do have some – I didn't write any notes, but I do know that Nebraska's fo- – we're going to talk some Nebraska football. In May? May 23rd wow. on this show with Nicole. I was looking at Husk Guys. So, there's Husker Game Day, and then yeah. there's Husk Guys. Yeah. And Husk Guys wrote down a list of um, all the recruits and the stars. Yeah. So, we can kind of break that down, you know? Smarter. Not harder. Of course. Going off the tweets. And then... The message boards. I'm not on the message boards. We've had this conversation. Or is that something I would want people to no. think? 
No, my name is uh, Nicole Ten Eleven on the message boards. <laughs> Sometimes they say it's best to hide the things in plain view. And then coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, Nebraska football. And then also I want to talk some NSAA state track and state baseball. Whose video was on SportsCenter? Why are you smiling? I need you guys locked um, in. Yes, the SportsCenter video. Yes. Yeah. No, my video was on. Yeah, I just. Oh my gosh. Class class B, class B title game. And and also, I want to talk some state track. Yes. Because I was there for the final day. You should go and, like, go take in high school state tournaments. I think it'd be good for you. I try to. I I I called sixteen games of the state basketball tournament. I know, but other ones. Oh no! I wanted to do actually. So, in, in complete transparency, I wanted to call state baseball. Why didn't you? I ju- it just got too late, and I forgot to ask DP. Oh. <laughs> that, that's honestly the truth. So it was your fault. It, oh, absolutely. 100% my fault. And then in the last segment, 745, a controversy. A movie that I have not seen that is apparently a crime. Don't say it. Oh, no. What is it? I'm not going to say it. Okay. But there's Because likelihood is I probably haven't seen it. But anyway, go ahead. There's a movie coming out, the sequel, or the second of a movie. And I haven't seen the first one. And I tweeted about it. Actually, I haven't seen it. My friend hasn't seen it, asking for a friend. And then someone sent me an Amazon Prime rental of it. And then I Venmoed oh. them back because it's on Netflix. So, Gotcha. I haven't, still haven't seen it. So, great show. Let's put a bow on Nebraska softball. They end the season 41-16. and 16 in the Stillwater, Oklahoma Regional. I think Nebraska losing to Oklahoma State really kind of knocked the wind out of their their Mm -hmm. sails, and then they lost to the Mean Green, which is weird. The Big Red versus the Mean Green. Like, what are we, fighting rainbows? Like, Maybe. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) The Big Red versus the Mean Green. And then uh, they lost 7-4 to Oklahoma State, and then they lost three. Three nothing. Yeah, and they had like five hit. They had like no hits. Yeah, they, it was a, it was a it was a sloppy game. So a uh, couple bad calls, but I, I'm not to blame the umpire guy. Bad calls, but yeah. but it wasn't their fault. I mean, Nebraska got a hit, but like man, some of those calls will will change the momentum of a game. I think that obviously this season. Maybe not obviously, I feel bad saying this, didn't go how I thought it was going to go. I didn't know they were going to make it to a regional. And then you talk to any of the players, and they're like, oh, yeah, of course we thought that. Of course you have to believe in your team. But I don't think it was on anyone's radar that the Huskers were going to be making a postseason push and go to a regional and potentially making a super if they upset wherever they were going. But ended up 41-16 and on the season. My question is then, and you don't want to compare it apples and oranges, but how do you – we compare softball and baseball a lot. Yeah. Well, we more so compare men's sports and women's sports more so than like the softball team's doing this, like and the baseball team's doing this. Um, it's usually like the big three, like football, men's basketball, baseball versus women's mm-hmm. sports, which yeah. I don't really understand. But um, my question is then, how will Nebraska softball follow this up next year? Because we have seen how baseball has followed up a successful postseason run. My argument would be, yes, I am a Will Bolt stan. I just, I don't know why. I really appreciate him. And I, yes, obviously you want to make the Big Ten tournament. It's in Omaha. It's 40 miles, 50 miles to the east of you. Mm-hmm. But we're they also had a stacked team last year. And 
experienced. Experienced stacked team. Yeah. And you have a closer that can throw 99 as in, in the Atlanta Braves um, mm-hmm. organization. Granted, that is not real. Like, you're not young the whole season, right? It's like, okay, now these players need to kind of come. But, okay, we're getting off topic. We'll talk to Evan Bland about that. But how will softball kind of rebound or reset or regroup next year? I'm kind of interested. I'm more encouraged about softball at this time than I am about baseball. And a main reason is because you look at who's for sure going to be coming back. I mean, Maya Felder gets another year. Um, you have the freshman of the year and Ava Breadwell returning behind the dish. You have Abby Squire, who has really burst onto the scene this year, who who's going to be a leader for this team in left field. Um, Billy and Brooke Andrews will return. Billy had 20 bombs. They both will? Yes. So Billy was a sophomore this year. Brooke was a junior. So they'll both have one more. So um, it, it's going to be interesting because – so we were talking to Nate Roar about this a um, couple – like last week actually before I, I left town and before he left to, to Stillwater – and he was oh, telling yeah, me, fishing. yes, we'll talk about that. That's later. fine. It's not your too wellness exciting. journey. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's part of your wellness journey. Exactly. But anyway, no, Nate was telling us um, or telling me, I guess, that uh, that the way that they're the season will help them out in future is to utilize the transfer portal in, in a pretty interesting way, because Olivia Farrell will not be able to return. She's going to be as a grad assistant or she'll be a, you know, a, a coach or whatever it is. Um, but they're going to need another arm in the circle next year that's ready to produce right away. Courtney so, is going to pit? Yeah. I don't know if it's official yet. Okay. Like um, if she can come back? Yeah, or so she no, she can come back. I believe Courtney has one more year with the COVID year. But, but it's not either way, they're going to need to at least get one arm in the circle. Well, now when Ronda Ravel can go into a recruit's house in the transfer portal who is a proven starter at, at, a, at a high power five level – um, th- she can go, listen, we have all the pieces around you because this same team around you went to a regional last year and won 40-plus games last year, and now you are the missing piece. It- it's not going to be, uh, hey, you need to be in here and we need you to allow only three hits per game and don't give up a single run. It's You can pitch to contact, and, and our defense will work because mm-hmm. it's the same core group of-, of players around you that there were last year. So that that's encouraging going forward. Um I think there's just a lot of pieces returning. I don't know if you saw the post-game huddle talk, talk yeah. from Ronda Ravel to the senior. Like It was super cool how she was just like, listen, you guys don't know the work that you've done for this program, and you won't know until three or four years down the road. Because it's the foundation. Exactly. They're you built the foundation. the foundation. And and it took them a couple years to finally do it. And. Like I've said this on the air, and I'll tell you this now, Nicole. Like when I was at the press conference listening to Ronda Ravel at the beginning of the year, and she was like, you know, the work was put in or started, you know, the first day of the off season last year. How much do you like? In all and honesty, all how much that. do you really believe that? Well, yeah. I think we actually saw it this year, which was encouraging, and and we saw it come to fruition. So now, after a couple sub five hundred seasons, and since their first appearance in a regional since whatever twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. Yeah, and, and so in the first regional, like, it's true. Like, Ronda Ravel, it was not coach speak. And, and so it's super, super cool to see um, because this, this senior class really laid the foundation and, and built it. And now has left it in a really good place for, for the younger class classmen like Abby Squire, um, like Billy Andrews, who will both be juniors next year, to take on more of a leadership role. The future's bright. and Absolutely. It'll be exciting to see how they go 
how they rebound, especially, you know, you don't want to compare them to baseball, but we have just seen yeah. how having success, how it's followed up. I think it's a different st- – sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. It's just different because they don't have as many – they're not losing five exactly. to eight seniors. Yeah. That last year's baseball team was s- stacked with mm-hmm. graduates. That's exactly what I was going to say is you're, you're returning a lot more proven production. Like you look um, this year with baseball, like Cam Chick played a little bit of outfield two years ago on that during that run. Um, but a lot of times he was at second base, and so now you had to plug in Core Jackson at second base, um, who was a true freshman, and he had nine errors this season, which is way too many. But it's he's a true freshman from from Canada, Wyoming, and, Canada, exactly. And so then you Cam Chick has to take on more of a leadership role, which maybe he didn't have to do completely last year. Like you lost your whole outfield, you lost a day one starter, and Cade Povich, who is making some news in, in the Twins organization. So I think baseball lost a lot more than maybe I personally realized, and maybe that's why their season unfolded the way it did. And we are going to unpack that. So we'll put a bow on Nebraska softball, and we are going to unwrap Nebraska baseball. We're going to take a break. On the other side of this break will be Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. This is Ticket Weeknights with Nicole Griffith on theticketfm.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Nicole Griffin. Take your weeknights with Nicole Griffith. I am Nicole alongside Nick and our producer, Harrison. I don't. He's shaking his head like, oh, that was close. I almost, <laughs> that was close. I almost said Houston. I very much know your name. That's Every my time I come, Houston's see, my brother. See, <laughs> I knew. I. You, you gave me that look like. I was like, I don't know how to get you out of this. I Every time know. this has happened to me more than once. You know, I just have. I, I have to come to. I will figure yes. it out. Yeah, that's why I didn't. I just didn't know how to get you out of it. Just let me let me pull myself out of that, Harrison. I'm so sorry. All good. All good. Thank you. Um, 
It's not like you have a show here or anything. Harrison Arn's show. <laughs> not like I should know this. Sorry, it's my off day. It's my Monday. I just ate some Chick-fil-A. I'm ready to take a nap. Some nugs. Nugs, courtesy of Nick. Um, 402-464-5685. How is the text line going? Good, good. Um, Rico says state wrestling and straight state track are the best state events. Um, Bipolar chimes in about spaghetti sauce. Uh, best to make your spaghetti sauce from scratch. All those store-bought sauces are loaded with sugar. Um, Augie. Started off the show by saying Nick is drinking the Kool-Aid. So, I guess I'm drinking the Kool-Aid in nine games Not the now. Propel, the Kool-Aid. Not the Propel. Propel. Now that I, is I switched, Kool-Aid. I switched back to water. It's just normal, boring water. You drank that whole thing already? I did. Because it's, it's a tiny water bottle. It's a bottle. water bottle. It's 16 ounces. You know how much a water bottle if is? If you guys are looking on the video stream, this is my cup, my water. Oh, I don't have the video stream up right now. I can't That's see. All right. So, I, okay. Can they see it, Harrison? This way? There you go. So this is my cup. This is Nick's cup. It's tiny. Tiny, tiny, tiny. It's okay. It's 16 ounces. It's a baby. Just, just, just a baby. Just a baby. I don't know. I bet Evan Bland, if Evan was here, he would not make fun of how small my cup is. Evan is here. Oh, wow. We didn't know. Do we have Evan? Hi. Evan! Yeah, he is. How's it going? <laughs> Good. I've, you know, I ate out for dinner also, and I have like a, I don't know, eight ounce water cup that they gave out. Like yep. they really skimp on the Those sizes are, the, if you're not gonna buy something. The really small plastic ones, and you're like, oh, never mind. I, d- <laughs> I don't need water. Here's that bad. my two sips. Where'd you go to dinner? Uh, Pepper Jacks. Nice. Ah, what do you get there? So, <clears throat> I'm a rice bowl guy, but. You know, the, the small cup thing, it works if you're eating in the restaurant because then you can just refill as needed. But it's it's Take the pesky to-go situation where you're like, I'm yeah. going to be done with this in like three sips. So, you know, it's something you have to work through. How do you guys feel about ice? Do you guys use a lot of ice? How do we feel about ice? Because in that situation, Evan, I don't know how about you, but like in a small cup situation, I just sacrifice no ice. I just put no ice and put all water. Uh, you know, if it's water, if it's like that, uh, that really fine ice, like the crumbly ice, uh, I'll go with that. But if it's the big cubes, then yeah, you're, you're really okay. cutting down on your, on your water to cup ratio there. Yeah. That's what I was, it's all about the, the analytics and the statistics. Speaking of the <laughs> analytics and the statistics, the Nebraska baseball team. <laughs> so Evan, okay. Also, I don't know if you're listening. I call you Evan O'Bland sometimes. Do you remember where that came from? Uh, No. Did it come from somewhere, or did you just start saying it? You've never called yourself Evan O'Bland before? I have not. I am more, I think I'm, uh, my family's German. Yes, so you have. You said, it on a, you said it on a podcast with Sam and Chris one time, and you were talking about the Ireland game. Oh, that's right. And yeah, I, well, and it still hasn't happened, so it's still kind of timely, right? I died in my car. It was, you're so, like, quiet but you have these one-liners that i'm just like i'm an old blind okay i appreciate that because you know my colleague sam who is brilliant (laughs) also can talk a lot so when i can slip in kind of these witty one-liners or movie references and people appreciate them you know i feel like i've done my job one time and you do a great job one time we were at a uh, a scrum with erstad and i said evan i need you to ask him about the Oh five something something, and he's like, "Why?" And I was like, "Cause I was in fifth grade when that happened." He's not gonna listen to me. 
So you also had the one where you had so you had like a live shot or something, and you were worried about the post game. So oh I was my, all set oh to my, like yeah. uh, to, I, to delay it and to to try to you know extend the interview until you were able to get there. It didn't come to that. I said Evan, thankfully, but I was ready. Stall. He goes. Uh, Name your favorite months. <laughs> Rank the months. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so really funny, good stuff. Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Okay, baseball has come and gone. When did you realize, besides this last game and besides when the drama unfolded, did you think that Nebraska would not make the Big Ten tournament? I mean, I, I honestly, I thought until – the very end until Purdue was canceled that they would find a way like even going into the last weekend I just I felt like they would do enough against Michigan State and Maryland it was too good to lose a game to Purdue um, just because of what they've done and what they were fighting for and so you know I suppose it was Friday night when Nebraska was wrapping up its win and you saw the forecast in West Lafayette and it was like oh this game probably isn't going to get in, and there's no talk of them doing a doubleheader on Friday. And so you start doing the math, and if they don't play, then, of course, Nebraska doesn't doesn't make it in. So that's probably when I first thought, man, they, they could uh, come up on the short end of this thing. And, you know, sure enough, they, they finally do what they need to do on Saturday. They win their second Big Ten series, and then this uncontrollable event 600 miles to their east occurs and they still don't make the tournament. So in, in a lot of ways, it was fitting for as frustrating as the season was. Um, it, it's unfortunate, obviously, the events in Omaha, the Big Ten tournament, and it, that's always a cool atmosphere when Nebraska is there. And it's one of those deals where, like, anybody can win it at any time. So, like, you know, Nebraska would have had as good a chance, in my opinion, as just about anybody at making a run and making things interesting. But, um, you know, ultimately it didn't happen, and there's – about a million things you can point to to say why it didn't happen beyond just Purdue being canceled. Um, so there's a lot of frustration going around for sure. Next year, they're bringing in, and you can correct me on the numbers because you're the beat guy, and I talk once a week on this podcast, on the show, <laughs> bringing in nine JUCO transfers and seven high school signees, so 16 new players. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So is this the biggest – well, I guess it's Will Bolt's going to be his fourth, third or fourth season, but do we got you, Evan? I'm here, yep. Okay, we just heard a really high-pitched voice or sound. But anyways, is how big of an overhaul is that going to – I guess I don't want to compare him to Erstad, but when was the last time they have brought in 16 new players? Um, You know, I mean, it's a – it's about the size of what you would typically have for a, a college baseball overhaul. What's interesting is the, the junior college portion of it, where you don't usually see that many players who've, who've played at the college level before. Usually in, in Nebraska, you know, it's, I don't know, three to five typically in, in some years where they try to fill a hole, fill an immediate need, something like that. But So that, that part's notable to me. And uh, from the talk that, that we had with Bolt on Saturday, and then I've – you know, talked to a couple of assistants since then too. Like they're they're pretty uh, set on on reshaping this thing for next year. And it's not that the players that were there were not talented because they were, and a lot of those players will be back next year. It's just that they never figured out their identity, I suppose. Like the offense, it can it it was constantly being turned over. The lineup looked different every day. The infield looked different every day. 
Um, I think they really grew to appreciate the seniors that they had in 2021 and the leadership that they had. And that was a much uh, more strong-willed team than this group was. This 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 uh, particular team was a lot quieter, and, and they didn't always have that killer instinct. So I think that's what a lot of it is. Um, you know, when you bring in a junior college player, they're they're ready to roll right away, right? Like you're not having to acclimate for a year or two in college. Like you're you've had success at a pretty high level of college baseball, and so you're ready to roll. And um, you know, so I, I feel like that's that's kind of where they're going to want to start next year is uh, finding that identity, putting it together sooner, and uh, you know, hopefully finding that leadership and that culture that was just a little bit off this year. Evan, step taking a step back to the the Big Ten tournament for a moment. I'm curious from a from like the Big Ten conferences point of view. I mean, how disappointing and just a, how much of a bummer is it that Nebraska is not a part of this with it being in Omaha? Because you would have to you know think that a pretty big following from Lincoln slash Omaha slash you know the surrounding areas would have stayed out there and hung around a little bit longer if Nebraska was in it. So like how how big of a how big of a loss or a bummer is it that Nebraska's not in it for from the conference's point of view? You know, from the conference's point of view, Nick, I would honestly say they don't care all that much. Like well, yeah, it, true. I not, guess they don't care about baseball. That's the they good don't. point. They, they, really yeah, they really don't. They don't. don't care about if they cared about baseball, you would see, you know, better quality broadcasts. Uh, on their Big Ten Plus, you'd see more games on the Big Ten Network. You would yeah. see uh, foresight with rescheduling, like with Purdue and, and Maryland that we didn't see. You just don't. I mean, it's just not the same as it is in the SEC or the Big Twelve or the ACC or any of that. And so, I don't think the Big Ten is concerned about the, the Big Ten tournament being a money making venture mm-hmm. for baseball. You know, obviously the Omaha community, uh, local fans, that's a, a whole different deal, and, that, and that'll be disappointing. But as far as the conference is concerned, you know, I, I've had, I had some fans uh, reaching out about, you know, will Kevin Warren get involved with uh, the, the Purdue cancellation? And the answer is no. He, he's probably not even aware that, uh, you know, baseball games are, are happening or what the implications of these games even are. So I don't know that the Big Ten cares all that much. You look at where the tournament has been, before it found a home in Omaha. I mean, it was in Minneapolis for a few years. It was in Indiana in 2017 when they were sort of between things. And your attendance on average for those tournaments was like 600 fans a game. And when it's been in Omaha, even when Nebraska wasn't there in 2018, you're, you're still talking more than 1,000 people on a given day showing up for some of these contests. So I think from the Big Ten's perspective, they, they feel like they're happy with where it is. Nebraska is going to be there more often than it's not. And in a year like this, I, I think from a conference point of view, you kind of shrug and you say, you know, too bad, and, and assume they'll get it figured out down the road. Evan, you were in the interview scrum after the after the Michigan State game on the, the last one. I'm assuming. I think you, I saw you in yep. video there. Um, how was it when when you talked to Bolt or whoever went first and? you guys kind of figured out that their season was done. Like we saw, I was, I was up in Omaha at state track, but I was following on Twitter. Like, is this game in, is the Purdue Maryland game playing what's happening? And then when did kind of maybe walk us through, when did Bolt maybe find out? Cause I'm sure he was focused on the Michigan state game. So kind of walk right. us through that media uh, 
breakdown because you know you we only post and only clip and only tweet certain sentences from that so maybe the initial grouping that you guys had so i think you know i became aware of it um sort of i guess in real time when the the twitter stuff was out there you know purdue officially canceled it at like 2 11 p.m central which was i think nebraska was up nine to three in the eighth at that point so they had the i mean you thought they had the game in hand and then they of course ended up being 10 nine but yeah. that that was when uh, it, it became official and sort of sealed their fate. Um, you know, Max Anderson, the the infielder, spoke afterwards. He said he didn't find out until the the post game huddle. So they didn't know the players didn't know until afterwards. And then um, you know, Will Bolt kind of found out probably around the eighth or the ninth. He was saying um, when when it didn't look good, and, and I guess when it became official too. This is kind of it was interesting because. How it played out last year was the exact opposite. Nebraska was in Indiana. There were all these other circumstances that needed to happen for Nebraska to be able to clinch the the conference championship. And he's 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 told the story a few times where he got a tap on the shoulder and said, "Hey, coach, it's it's championship Saturday." And they knew at that point that they could win the thing. Um, this was the other side of it. He kind of got word that said, "You know, it's it's not going to happen. You know, Purdue didn't play. Nothing you guys do at this point will change your your fate." So, you know, I suppose I was thankful that, that it was sort of set by the time we spoke because there was sort of a conclusion and, um, you know, they could have some perspective on it as opposed to not being aware of how things might play out. So I thought they were they were pretty, uh, you know, introspective, thoughtful about kind of how the fate turned out. You know, there wasn't a lot of blaming of the, the circumstance on Saturday. I mean, they knew. They knew there were so many opportunities they had this year to win one extra Big Ten game that they didn't have to worry about, you know, what Purdue was doing. So uh, I, I think they have a sense of, of what went wrong. Um, you know, Will Bolt made mention of the fact that in his 20 years as a coach or player, he's almost never had a losing season. And so he, he's confident he knows what it looks like to get, get this thing fixed. And uh, he, he seemed pretty resolute to get busy doing that right now. They went 23-30 and 30 overall coming off of – Big Ten champs last year. How do you think, you know, magic ball, mirror on the wall, what do you think will happen next year? Well, it's, I mean, it's early. It's so early to say because you're, you've got the draft in July, and so that's going to shape a lot of what the seniors do. Only only Dawson McCarville has to be, uh, has to be done. Everybody else has eligibility, and so there's conversations there. Um, you know, does Shea Shanneman come back? Does Cody Frank come back? Two of the weekend starters for Nebraska. Does Griffin Everett come back as for another year's starting catcher? Cam Chick. So, like, these are all guys who will see what their draft fate might be, probably as uh, undrafted free agents, and then they'll make their decisions. And then you've got your, your incoming uh, group of recruits out of junior college and high school, and they'll have to it's, – it's possible a couple of them may have to make uh, draft decisions as well. And then you kind of just see how everything else shapes up around the league. I know Maryland, uh, I mean, they, they have the, the chance to be, you know, one of the top two or three best Big Ten teams in the last decade, I think, depending on how they go. They're a senior heavy team. Rutgers is a pretty uh, upperclassman heavy team, too. So you wonder about the, the, the ability for them to reload. I think Iowa maybe is a team that would be able to contend next year. Um, and, and, of course, Nebraska will be – 
uh, I mean, you can ask them. They'll be back in the conversation to at least qualify for a regional. Um, you know, I think that's probably a reasonable expectation for them, but there's just so much to sift through between now and then. It's hard to make any, you know, hard predictions. He's Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. Evan, thank you for the time. I hope you are you going to cover the Big Ten tournament? Or are you just on vacation <laughs> and get a summer early? Uh, no, I'll be there a little bit. Um, that football, I mean, it never stops, right? Yeah, so it, we'll, we'll keep rolling. There we go. Thank you for the time, and we will have you back on to talk the Ireland game with Evan O'Bland. <laughs> Evan O'Bland. Enjoy your small cups, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Evan. That That's is awesome. I'm Evan O'Bland of the Omaha World Herald. We're going to take a break and round out the first hour after this. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Nicole Griffin. As you know, always a great show. Had a great show, doing a great show, will continue to have a great show. 402-464-5685. Go back, listen to uh, the podcast. We talked a lot of random stuff in the beginning and then talked some Husker softball, baseball, Evan Bland at the Omaha World Herald. And now, okay, on my outline, it says NBA playoffs. But we have some breaking news out of the Nebraska football program. And this is actually kind of actually breaking news. Like, usually... Yeah, this is going to cause a, a, some, some, so some ruffles. I don't know if we talk, bring it up now and also talk about it later or just say we're going to save it all for 7. What would we address it right at 7? I don't know. So here's this. Um, something else that Trev Albert said on baseball. No, I'm talking about... Oh, I know what you're talking I about. I know, but we're not talking about that yet. So we're okay. either going to talk about it or we're going to talk about the NBA. What do we mm. do? You don't just get to say, this is what he said. Hmm. How many minutes do we have in this segment? Like three, four. Harrison, you can just have the mic on all the time. You can just talk whenever you want. Yeah, I appreciate you're, that. You're I, I'll let you guys banter back and forth. You're so. welcome, welcome, Harrison. Yeah. I, you're allowed to talk on this podcast. I'm a little scared to get Show. muted over here. Uh, you control the button, so... That's true. If I say <laughs> mute, the only person I say to mute is Nick. Yeah, remember. And he fed me today, so... <laughs> good graces. That's all that matters, I guess. Let's get... Okay, let's just get into it. So... Yep, good. Dusty says now! Exclamation point. Dusty said it. So, uh, uh, while everyone is listening to my show right now, Trev Alberts <laughs> is on Sports Nightly right now, doing a little discussion with mm-hmm. Greg... And he has said that Nebraska will not provide red balloons to fans this fall at Husker football home games at Memorial Stadium. Due to, let's see, where is it at? Ah, Chris Baznet says, limited supply of helium playing a big role in that decision. Yep. That's not funny, but that's, (laughs) that's what played the big role. Usually it's like, welfare um <laughs> health and safety it's a helium shortage how do you make how do you get helium oh that's a, that's an interesting so my question is can people bring in red balloons probably not they're just not providing them oh this is not good did you google it i just googled how to get more helium 
and the only thing that comes up says we cannot produce more helium once it's all extracted from the earth. So once it's gone, it's gone. But how does that happen? Like w- renewable resources, I don't understand. How 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 do we get it? How do we know where it is? How do we know how much has been made? Cuz it's just in those like bottles at the balloon stores, right? I, I don't know, does it This is really bad. Does Party just, America. Does it just stay just like come in those or like come into those in those uh cans? That's what I'm wondering. Is that is that how it's produced? We need a helium expert. 402-464-5685. How do you guys feel? Text us, call us. The red balloon tradition is no more at Nebraska football due to a helium shortage. I also think it's for the environment, but yeah, it, it's probably really, for people environment. don't really like that argument. Brian says helium is a non-renewable resource. That makes sense. Or that's um, what I meant. Yeah, that it don't BJ, make sense. To me. Bj made a joke and says, "Not a good sign when the athletic director doesn't think we'll score." <laughs> I, I laughed at it. That's what I was laughing. Well, at Harrison <laughs> made a comment about it. He said it's really awkward when you bring the balloons and they don't score forever. It is you just, you got, like you have people that tie them on their wrist and because they just don't want to hold it any longer. Or when they kick a field goal and like it's waved off or yeah. something, and then the half the balloons are gone. So I, that's going to be like a different sight though to not release balloons like normally you're used to seeing like if you're down in the hay market or something it's going to be different but i feel like, for, like the first three they'll games. come up with something they literally yeah. came up with a light show they'll do something else they're not going to not do something here's this might be a hot take like i don't think the light show is too unique it doesn't need to be unique they're just trying exactly things out. okay there you it go. doesn't okay, have good. to be like this is our tradition okay good like i don't think nebraska needs to have a like a jump around like wisconsin they don't need to have their thing i like, do it's okay that they just do a light show okay we'll unpack this next because we have to take a break harrison is already yelling at us to take a break can't you hear him he's yelling <laughs> at us nick stop talking Sorry. i see harrison i'm trying I was never, I'm not that mean, guys. We're going to take a break. You're just the nice NBA guy. We're going to take a break. <laughs> that's all you are. No, that's not <laughs> true. The nice NBA guy. Careful. He'll mute you. That's right. We're going to take a break. Ticket Weeknight's second hour is up after this.